Hello, I'm Rosie Austin and I minister in Sherwell Mission Community in the north of the diocese. Today I'm in St James Arlington as we celebrate the Feast of St James, either today or tomorrow if that's your tradition. Actually, a confession, because after some research we found that this church was actually dedicated to St James the Less, not St James the Great, the apostle whose feast day it is. But still this place has some things to say which may relate to our gospel text, which I'll come to later. We know quite a lot about St James. We know that he, alongside his brother John, was called from his fishing boat to follow Jesus. They left without delay. We know that he was one of just three witnesses to the transfiguration. We know he and his brother had a joint nickname, the Sons of Thunder. We wonder if perhaps they had a bit of a temper on them. And we know too from the passage in Acts 12 that James died a violent death at the hands of King Herod. It's interesting that James had this traditional name or title, the Great, especially in light of the gospel reading from today, because that's exactly what the mother of James and John asks for her son, greatness. She comes to Jesus and asks that her sons, James and John, be granted the right to sit at the right and left hand of Jesus in his kingdom. She asks for status for them, for power, asking them to be placed above their fellow disciples. It might have been the mother who approaches Jesus, but it's James and John who Jesus addresses in his reply and are most likely the ones behind the question. You do not know what you are asking, Jesus replies. Jesus asks them if they really understand the cost of following him, but then discusses what it means to follow him. Because following Jesus is not about power or status or respectability. It's about seeking first the welfare of others, to be a servant as Jesus was. Not to be seeking out greatness and fame, but to live out the command to love God and to love one another as we love ourselves. If Jesus was seeking status and favour, he would have mixed with the rich and powerful. He would have headed to the places where he could be seen rather than seeking out the quiet places. He would have healed those who might have provided favours back. But of course, that's not the Jesus we know. Last week in our Gospel reading, we heard how Jesus had compassion on all those who came to him, even when he was seeking a place of quietness and solitude. He had compassion on those who got in the way of that. He sat with the blind, the leper, the tax collector, the outcast. Some of you may have heard today the Gospel from St John talking about the feeding of the 5,000 and how Jesus accepts the gift of the small boy to make a difference to many. Jesus' journey to the cross is not a journey to greatness, 
but to each of us, wherever and whoever we are. The creed from Philippians 2 reminds us that Jesus, though equal with God, made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. What does it mean to be great in the world today? Maybe it's about being wealthy or famous. What might it mean for the church to be great? Or what does it mean for the church to be successful? Maybe that's another word for it in the eyes of the world. This church started small, but was extended by its wealthy local family to be larger probably than it ever needed to be to seat its rural population. Perhaps it was made grand to honour the agricultural workers and servants who would have filled the pews, or perhaps it was made grand for the purposes of status. But today, volunteers from this place with a very small parish population carefully tend and maintain it for the sake of the many visitors who come to it, for those who want a quiet place to pray or to reflect, and for those within their parish who want it to continue into the future to be a place of worship and community. There are many more churches across the diocese serving in similar ways, and I want to encourage you today. This is servanthood, and I am so grateful for your time and energy. Small churches may not look grand or seem successful in some eyes, but what counts is service, and that forms an important part of our diocesan vision. Alongside growing in prayer and making new disciples, we as church are called in whatever ways we can to serve the people of Devon and beyond with joy. What might it mean to be called to service in this time of loosening of COVID restrictions, even with increasing numbers of infections and many people still vulnerable? The masks that many of us have grown tired of wearing are in a sense a visible sign of looking out for others. I know that not everyone can wear a mask, but if we can, it's a good way of looking out for neighbour and stranger alike. As we gradually return to worshipping together in person, let's continue to put first those who are anxious, those who are more vulnerable, our young people who are not yet fully vaccinated. Let's seek the welfare of the poorest nations in, a, in seeking a generous rollout of vaccines across the world. Let's take climate change seriously, if not for our own sake, but for that of those who will suffer most from its consequences. What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus today and to follow in his way of service for the world that we live in? Let's pray. Lord God, we hold ourselves before you now in humility. Forgive us for times we have sought our own greatness or failed to put others first. Help us to learn 
what it means to follow in your way. Amen.